Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to Episode 21 of Across the Board, the only podcast focusing on board of directors, risk and management of risk, and corporate governance. Today, I have with me Amy Bernard Bond. She is a well-known strategic advisor and executive coach. She is the founder of Bernard Bond Consulting Coaching. She specializes in accelerating the success of C-suite executives and partners with leaders and teams to help scale their businesses. She's hired by many large and mid-sized organizations to help achieve exceptional results and cultivate an environment that inspires employees to do their best work. She's worked in the compliance field, she's worked in the HR field, she's worked in the corporate governance field, and she's worked with the board of directors. In short, she is the perfect person for today's topic, which is the complete imbroglio that Papa John's, the pizza company, now finds itself in based upon the conduct of its founder, former CEO, and now former chairman of the board of directors, John Shatner. Mr. Shatner uh, was removed from the CEO based upon his comments last year that the NFL players and their protests had damaged the business of Papa John's. More recently, he used a racial epithet during racial sensitivity training. He was immediately removed from the board of directors, or rather, he resigned from the board of directors after being asked to do so. Now he claims that he wants to seek back. We explore what this may mean for Papa John and what the role of the board of directors is in this most unusual situation. It is a fascinating exploration of what can happen to a company's reputation literally overnight, not only in the Me Too generation, but in the current hyper-sensitized social media environment. Also, what's the role of the board of directors when a founder has really gone past his useful life as the founder and the CEO and chairman of the board and the company? These are all important questions for many companies going forward, and it's a fascinating exploration. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it. Across the board is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I'd like to welcome you to another episode. Today, you are in for a real treat because I have Amy Bernard Bond. She is the principal at Bar Bernard Bond Consulting and Coaching, and she works with C-suite executives and other business leaders to help scale their businesses and also and a much wider variety of ways to help in corporate culture with executive coaching, leadership development, corporate governance, governance and board advising. Today, we're going to take up many of those topics by an exploration of the current imbroglio involved with Papa John, Papa John Pizza, and its founder and largest shareholder, former CEO and former chairman of the board, John Shantner. So with that somewhat long-winded introduction, Amy, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to visit with me today. Thanks, Tom. Looking forward to it. So, Amy, uh, we've had just an incredibly odd series of conversations by uh, uh, Papa John, uh, the former CEO, uh, really starting last fall where he criticized the National Football League players for their... Uh, taking a knee during the game, but he criticized them in the context of his company was losing money um, as a principal sponsor of the NFL. 
And then moving forward to uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we had a situation where in a uh, racial sensitivity training and marketing session he was having with an outside vendor, he used a racial epitaph, the N-word. And uh, this was um, verified by himself. He apologized for it, and he was pressured to resign from the board of directors. Subsequently, he claimed that uh, he was pressured. He did not want to resign. He wanted his board seat back. And uh, it was unfair what they did to him, and they didn't thoroughly investigate this situation. So with that description, I really wanted to start a, a discussion with you as an executive coach, as a leadership development person, but more importantly, as someone who, who works with boards of directors. What's really the board's role in all of this? So um, where do you want to start? Yeah, well, you know, as you know, Tom, the board has a fiduciary duty to the shareholders to make sure that um, the company is operating uh, well and has a, an ethical culture. And I guess just starting from where they are right now, um, they released a press release that they're going to take a look at the overall culture. They've hired Aiken Gump, the law firm, um, to oversee a whole audit and investigation of the company, which is really interesting following on the Forbes report, uh, which, you know, it recently came out July 19th. Gosh, I guess that was just yesterday, called The Inside Story of Papa John's Toxic Culture, and it, it it interviewed like 37 former and current employees of Papa John, which would indicate that, you know, there's a lot more going on. And I think that the outbursts of the former CEO and chairman and founder are kind of an injury. I think they're, they're feeling that that's just the tip of the iceberg and they've got to dig deeper as the board should. It's a pretty small board, um, actually on six people. And, and of course the founders was one of those, um, which, so it's pretty highly concentrated power, there. Um, but it seems like, you know, this latest outburst um, and public relations nightmare is causing them to finally look a little deeper into the culture to see what else might be going on. So um, one of the things that uh, I guess I would opine is that you don't wake up at age 56, go to a corporate meeting, and for the first time ever use that racial epithet. Uh, it probably means you've used it before. And as you noted, the Forbes article, which we both read, really detailed a very toxic culture at the company. Um, and now the board has the opportunity to not only assess that culture, but perhaps take perhaps begin to take steps to change that. Uh, within the context of the board, I guess uh, I would ask you, if you were advising the board on um, – what to do in the situation? Would it have been to immediately try to come in and assess the the corporate culture, or would you have suggested a different approach? I probably would have started with the leadership team. Really, um, I'd also do a culture survey, so you'd get both that feeling at the top of level setting: what is leadership at the company? How are what are the behavior standards that are set? Um, you know, as you and I both know, looking at whether there's a complaint line. I want to be talking to HR about what's been coming through in terms of complaints and concerns. And if there aren't any, that, that speaks loud and clearly that there's probably not a not a culture that's supportive. A lot of the allegations in the Forbes article are pretty severe that there were a couple of sexual harassment lawsuits that were settled quietly, you know, on, on Schneider's um, behalf. Um, and some pretty derogatory statements about women 
um, inappropriate, you know, sexual conducts and and that kind of thing. I mean, some people called it a bro culture. Um, so, and profanity was regular. The, the leadership style, you know, is is very much more of a of a startup, privately run company, and yet here you've got you know a very large publicly traded company that's the third largest pizza chain in around, and so it seems like they just never really grew up and that the culture didn't mature from its start. I mean, you've got a guy here, um, you know, Schnatter started Papa John's out of his dad's converted closet and he sold his 1971 Camaro to purchase used pizza equipment to start this company. So if you, if you think about that and the fact that he is where he is now, he's put himself all over the company brand, insisting being the face of the company. Um, it's interesting just to think about how, you know, either the board didn't have the control or didn't feel they had the, the authority to kind of step in and help grow up the company better. So what does the company do? What does a board do if uh, <clears throat> the former CEO and former chairman of the board does move forward in a very public way and disputes uh, either his resignation or even the right for them to accept his resignation? I mean, I, I don't think that kind of public spat, whether it's in the form of uh, dueling press releases or a lawsuit, benefits the company. How can a board uh, begin to uh, diffuse that type of crisis? Yeah, it's tough. Um, I, there's no quick fix here, I don't think. The public, uh, you know, and shareholders have have voted with with the uh, 16% increase in shares that started on Thursday, which is the largest increase in value for Papa John's in six years. So, investors, you know, very clearly sent a signal that they would prefer him out. Um, that's challenging, given. He's still a founder, you know, was on the board, is fighting, is apparently going to fight to try to claw that back, um, and is a 30% share owner. So I would think there's going to be some significant behind-the-scenes negotiation um, and legal discussions around this. It's just not going to be clean, Tom. So you've talked about uh, working with the leadership team. Uh, you've talked about the uh, assessment uh, that they brought in the outside firm of Aiken Gump to do. Uh, with the information that we've had, or we've both been able to review, rather, in the Forbes report, how does a board then begin to the long journey of changing a corporate culture? It is, is it as basic as, you know, sit down in focus groups or small groups or something else? Well, number one, they've got to have the right people at the top. You know, there's another concern around the current president, who's an old-time colleague of Schnatter's, Steve Ritchie. Um, he was a COO for a long time, I believe, was his title, and they brought him in as president. But he apparently, you know, really responds to and emulates um, Schnatter. So, frankly, I would imagine that any true overhaul of the company and the culture needs to also involve exiting him. Um, that would also send a signal to employees that, that they're really serious about making a change. So I think you approach it on a, on a multi-level front. You have to approach it from the top and making changes there and concurrently be talking to employees, do focus groups, figuring out what the heck is going on there and um, how do you improve it. So do you, mentioned the, the, you mentioned the response of the market. And in many ways, they're the ultimate arbiter of corporate conduct. 
Um, yeah. And here we actually had, as you correctly noted, the uh, the increase in stock price, per- people having more confidence in the company with mm-hmm. the former chairman of the board uh, resigning. Um, I guess my concern would be that this is just going to decimate their share price and they're going to have a lot of trouble both on the financial front and the cultural front going forward. They could. And it reminds me a lot of Uber. Remember, Travis kind of stepped down um, as CEO, but then I think he was also on the board for a while. And then eventually when, you know, there was this kind of gray area period where more bad things happened, he ultimately really did finally step back. Um, Schnatter's been in and out and has been fighting to, to keep control for quite a long time. There's a lot of, a lot of good data on that. Um, so I think he's going to have to decide, and someone hopefully that he listens to is going to just it'll maybe come down to an ego versus financial discussion. Does he, does he care about, you know, what kind of legacy does he want to leave? Um, does he want to step out and let the company be rebuilt in a healthy way? And he can be a silent partner, and he would benefit from that financially. It looks like. I mean, if he if he's logical about this, um, from a from a financial standpoint, and from caring about the future of the company, the market again has signaled pretty clearly that he he needs to just take a time out, maybe regroup, maybe get some coaching, and um, and let the company get healthy again. Um, it has a remarkable business model. Their their delivery. Uh, model has been noted on Wall Street as something that would be very attractive, actually, to even a buyer. And I think they were in discussions with um, another company for an acquisition prior to all this uh, nasty stuff happening. So, so that would be interesting. I mean, they're they're still you know valuable. Or maybe they would get taken private um, for a while to kind of clean it up and then bring it back on. A lot of options. Uh, I think the big question is going to be: Can the board? Um, get him to take a back seat so that they can, you know, right the ship. When you have this type of very public crisis, um, I'm not sure even the word reputational hit is appropriate because this seems to me to be even a level above that. How often should a board or subcommittee of the board be meeting to discuss sort of any of these these concepts or topics that you're talking about? Is this really such an emergency uh, crisis situation that the board needs to have its finger on the pulse on a daily basis, weekly basis, or something else? Well, do you mean once a crisis has already hit like this, as opposed yes. to just business as usual? Yeah, I, I would imagine they'd, well, if it's, they only have six people. Again, you know, John's on the boards, or, uh, so that's, you know, they're trying to be. So that's interesting. That's going to be a legal issue. The uh, independent board member, I'm trying to remember her name right now, Olivia Kirtley, um, is the lead independent director who's, who's overseeing uh, Aiken Gump on this. I would think they're being meeting weekly. She's probably getting reports daily, um, you know, if not sooner. But then I think concurrently with overseeing the culture and figuring out what's going on, they're probably also consulting with um, board counsel around how do they relate to John, um, you know, what, what are their options here? So in terms of the, um, going forward by the board, um, can a board or even should a board be involved, uh, not so much in the day to day, uh, attempts to change the company, but should the board become more of a public face to the employees, uh, indicating to employees, the importance of the change in culture to the 
That's a tough question. The board isn't supposed to get involved in the day-to-day management, so they would need to rely, you know, on on Mr. Ritchie, I think, at this point, um, Steve Ritchie, for that. Now, they hire and fire um, the CEO, so I think they need to hold, you know, Mr. Ritchie accountable to to their standards of behavior. They could expect certain reports and transparency around uh, the culture survey, and then they're going to have the special committee that will be independently reporting to them as well from Aiken Gump. So they wouldn't, I don't know that they would be employee facing, Tom. So um, with the assessment coming in, uh, is that we saw with uh, Wells Fargo and mm-hmm. we saw with Uber those reports shared with the public? Um, is this something that Papa John's is a public company? You would advocate that the board uh, share the assessment, or is that something that uh, you believe should be kept confidential? That's a great question. I think that something should be shared. Um, that would do a lot to help begin the rehabilitation uh, of the company. Again, I think alongside uh, the new structure and management, hopefully, and a sign that, you know, that uh, the right leadership is in place to start riding the ship there. Um, I think it depends on what they find. Um, I mean, it, it would be interesting to see see what's going on, and they may have to really uh, – I would imagine that looking at this culture survey, they're going to have some specific investigations that are going to have to go on based on what was in the Forbes report. So they'd probably be able to share some, but not all, because, you know, I'm not clear that they had an effective investigations or workplace reporting process in in place, Tom. So as as you and I both know, there may be a lot of stuff that wasn't handled properly or wasn't fully investigated or was swept under the rug. And that's going to be a pretty detailed cleanup, if that's true. So some of the scandals that uh, we've talked about, other than Papa John's, uh, you mentioned Uber, I cited to Wells Fargo. Um, This scandal really is turning on uh, the immediate point was the racial epithet. Um, Mm -hmm. And if we go back to the uh, attack on the NFL players uh, as well, when you have a scandal that the the flashpoint is a racial uh, use of a racial epithet, is it appropriate to try to reach out to the minority community to perhaps bring a uh, more sensitive uh, minority member to the board or other kind of targeted response? Or uh, really, is is this more a traditional corporate governance issue and the types of things that you have talked about, uh, you would advocate the board uh, engage? That's interesting. And when I when I read the detailed report, what really hit the news certainly is the the um, NFL um, and the question of whether they're you know insensitive or even racist has come up. Um, Schneider really got nailed for the uh, NFL comment when there's a social media went viral um, because, as you may know, when he made that comment, the neo Nazis <laughs> showed up and supported. Um, White supremacy groups actually supported um, John uh, John's comments, um, criticizing the NFL, take a knee, and so they really had to try to backpedal and distance and saying, you know, uh, we don't, we don't, we're not trying to to support neo Nazism. And there was a, a pizza with a swastika made of pepperoni that made a, you know a meme around the social media circle. So that's really um, made 
you know, his comments in this apparently, you know, media sensitivity training uh, where he really botched it uh, at a minimum um, focus on race. But when I look at the Forbes report, there's a lot about gender in there too, Tom. Um, there's stuff about supposedly men commenting on whether women would join a gangbang. Um, so I, you know, I don't see this as just a race issue. Um, this seems like, you know, as again, some of these employees said that it was a, a bro culture right. and it may just be that the flashpoint for what he happened to say, you know, publicly happened to be about race, but I look at it and it looks like it's a lot more than just that. No, I absolutely agree with, uh, that point. The, um, Forbes article was just, uh, I thought incredibly troubling on both the comments that were made to women, comments were made about women, uh, and the um, retaliatory retaliatory actions taken against those who tried to change uh, mm-hmm. the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, that article would seem to me to invite uh, at least uh, investigative scrutiny by federal regulators if we if that occurs and you overlay yet another level of complexity. Um, how does the board deal with that in the context of um, this obviously very public fight going forward? Yeah, you've got to have a multi-tiered approach. Um, you've got to, number one, assess, you know, again, I think, can you, can you uh, excuse John from all decision-making at this point, and how do you handle him as a 30% shareholder? Um, number two, you know, how are you going to follow up on all these issues and make sure that that they're um, that they're locked down appropriately? And, and that's part of what Aiken Gump, I assume, is going to do a deep dive and then give them a project plan, and you just start knocking through it. And then the bigger long, t- so you need to handle, you know, what what's the hurt that's happened, and how do we fix it, and how do we stop that? Any any ongoing hurt, which is I think replacing leadership and putting better protocols and infrastructure in place, good ethics and compliance and infrastructure, and then, uh, you know, third, um, there's got to be some sensitivity training. So, you know, I would imagine Starbucks did a pretty great. You know, this is a great example of how Starbucks reacted quickly. I think had an appropriate response, and they haven't gotten hit too hard because I think the public opinion has been, okay, they responded appropriately to their, to their crisis. Whereas, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Papa John's does, but to your point, sharing a report, sharing some information, showing that they're looking under the rug, that, that um, new people are in charge and that it's going to be different going forward. That's what I would be looking for them to do. Well, Amy, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time. I've been visiting today with Amy Bernard Bond. She is a strategic advisor and executive coach in a wide variety of areas in leadership development and corporate governance. Um, She's in the Bay Area. And Amy, I was wondering if anyone wanted to follow up with you on any of uh, the points we've talked about today. Could they do so? And if so, how would they do it? Oh, great. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'd be happy for people to to contact me. You can go to my website at www.com. BarnardBond.com. So, Amy, this is a story that I'm sure we will be following uh, with greater interest over the next few months. So I look forward to continuing the conversation. Me too, Tom. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Across the Board. If you have any questions on this episode, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I hope you'll join us again in a couple of weeks when I put up another episode of Across the Board, the only podcast focusing on the board of directors, strategic 
use of risk and risk management and corporate governance. Across the Board is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>